on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive. Here it is. Hey, struck him out swinging. And this one is over. Josh Hader, another Accident Morgan's rock-solid strikeout gets the Cub catcher to end it. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. The magic number to win the National League Central, it is down to four after the Brewers come away with another, another come-from-behind victory. They knock off the Cubs today by an 8-5 score. We got some numbers for you. That's what we do. We like numbers. Speaking of numbers, if you want to call us or text us, you can do so on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers have absolutely dominated, dominated the Chicago Cubs this year. The Brewers with their record now of 90-57. and Much of their success has come at the expense of the Chicago Cubs. The Brewers are now 14-4 and against the Cubs this year. They have won all five series, and if they can win one more of these next two, that'll be six. The Brewers have now defeated the Cubs in ten straight games. It is just the second time in franchise history that the Brewers have defeated a single team double-digit straight times. They did it against the Pirates seven or 12 straight times excuse me from july 4th until september 25th of 2008 they keep doing things that they've either not done before or that they have done very few times and they keep winning ball games uh it's uh it's a lot of fun you know the the offense did not look great for those two days in detroit for whatever reason (laughs) this year the brewers did not play well against the worst teams in the American League Central, I always say it, though. They, they don't have to worry about those teams being in the postseason. And now the Brewers get back home. They got down. They come back. They win. Another come-from-behind victory. Let's see. This is come-from-behind win number 37 this year. So 37 of their 90 wins come from behind fashion. They can – and you know what? I, I didn't really I'm, – I'm, uh, how do I say this? It's not concern. I'm not concerned about anything. I'm aware, aware, I'll go with aware. I am aware of the possibility that the Brewers might not play great baseball down the stretch when they're going to be playing some games, especially, you know, the Cardinals are going to be coming in and these games are going to mean so much to them. And uh, the Brewers have this big lead and they're trying to get healthy and there's a lot going on. You just don't know these, these games. I've used this term before. These games are not always evenly yoked. And you never really know what you're going to get. So when the Brewers get down today against the Cubs, like that didn't surprise me. But it also certainly did not surprise me that they found a way to fight their way back and get the win. It's been, um, it's such a fun team to watch on an every game basis. They come up with the big hits at the end of the game. They get the four runs in the eighth inning. Colton Wong coming up big once again. He has a big game, goes three for five with two RBIs. 
Uh, Adrian Hauser was not great, but then the bullpen was completely locked in. Strickland, Ashby, Hader all doing their jobs, and the Brewers get the win 8-5. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The text messages, the phone calls are already starting to uh, line up. Craig Kashan from Bally Sports Wisconsin. He'll join me in coming up in just a little while as well. Stick with us. We've got more coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing and a looping liner. That's a base hit for Yelich. Brewers are on the board as Yelich drives home Colton Wong. It's 4-1. Brewers get the win. Another come-from-behind victory. They knock off the Cubs by an 8-5 score. Magic number to clinch the division down to four. The magic number to uh, to just secure a playoff spot is less than that, but I get the sense I don't think there's going to be a celebration when they clinch a playoff berth. Uh, that's not something. They're, they're in it to win the division. That's when a celebration is going to take place and uh, could take place as early as Sunday, depending on what else ends up happening uh, between this series and also the uh, Padres and uh, the Cardinals are matched up, and the Cardinals are the second-place team in the division. So, yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, Brewers' magic number to win the division sitting at 4. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. John is in Milwaukee. Hey, John, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call. Uh, I'll start with what I liked, uh, Aaron Ashby. Um, just had a great outing. I think I was there when he started that, that game against the Cubs way back when he gave up first, uh, seven runs in the first inning, ended up winning that game. Um, but I just think he's progressed really well this season. Really like what he's going to be offering, hopefully, in the postseason. Um, what I didn't like was just, just the defensively kind of cleaning up some of those errors and whatnot. I think mm-hmm. this is the time for us to really sharpen our skills and, and all that. And um, just, you know, you hate to see that. Um, the other thing, you know, you, I, I just absolutely hate to see St. Louis creeping in. The fact that they might even, you know, possibly make the playoffs for me is just like a nightmare. Um, would, would hate to see them coming in. But um, overall, I think we're progressing well. I think it's time for us to just um, batten down the hatches and, and you know, sharpen up a bit. Um, but overall, good win for the crew. Thanks for the call. Yeah, John. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, you said a few things there. First off, yeah, I did. The, the team did not play a clean game today. Um, they Eduardo Escobar was not great over at third base. He committed uh, one error, and then there was another play that he could have made that he ends up not making. He seems to have um, issues on ground, slowly hit ground balls that he's got to make a play in front of him. That seems to be something that if there's going to be an issue with Escobar's defense, that tends to be the play that he does not make. Uh, the Vogelback air where the, the ball kind of you know ticked away on the throw down to second, and then uh, the, the runner was able to go uh, first to third as a result of that play. It was not a clean game, but... The Cubs didn't take as much of an advantage as they possibly could have by getting some extra outs and some uh, some extra advancements on the bases. And again, the Brewers were able to do what they needed to do. And the bullpen, the bullpen's the unsung hero of this game. 
uh, and maybe they're sung because John talked about Aaron Ashby and the job that uh, he was able to do, and he was fantastic. Three innings, five strikeouts. Uh, his his slider. That's what. Yeah, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about you know the best pitches, the best like individual pitches that that the Brewers have. Um, you know whether it's a the Corbin Burns cutter. Um, it just we, we can go through all the pitchers and their best pitch or their best two pitches and where they line up. And I was thinking today, where does the Aaron Ashby slider rank among the best pitches of any pitcher that the Brewers have? And it's up there. It's up there. It might be top four, top five, and that's saying something considering how good the pitching has been. As far as the Cardinals go, I think the Cardinals are a really scary team because the Cardinals are cardinaling right now. They won again tonight. They knock off the Padres. They beat them by uh, a pretty solid amount. I think it was, uh, let's check that score. I think it was 8-3 maybe, if I remember uh, correctly. Uh, yeah, 8-2, 8-2, excuse me. Uh, they win 8-2. It was a tight game. They got a late grand slam from Dylan Carlson. And they've just, they just keep winning. Uh, with that win today, they have now won six straight games. And all of a sudden, they're starting to create just a little bit of distance in the wild card race. So they're holding on to the second wild card right now in the National League. And uh, they've got a game lead on the Reds and then a game and a half lead on the Padres. The Reds got an important win tonight as they end up defeating uh, the Dodgers, which was a little bit surprising that they were able to uh, to pick up that win. Whether or not the Cardinals are a playoff team really is going to be dependent upon the Brewers because it, it doesn't feel like there's that much season left to this year. But the Brewers still have seven games left against St. Louis. So if the if the Brewers want to assure themselves that they do not see St. Louis at any point in the postseason, they control their own destiny on that. Because if the if if the Cardinals if the Brewers say take five of the seven against the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals make the playoffs. Now Maybe they do. It depends a little bit on what the what the Reds are going to do, what the Padres are going to do. Even the Phillies are kind of sticking around. And it just seems like every team that's not the Cardinals right now that's in contention for that second wild card kind of falling on their faces at the moment. So maybe nobody wants to win that second wild card and, and they don't win that many games and they still win it. That's a possibility. But to me, it feels like if the Brewers can have success against the Cardinals in those seven games that do remain between the two teams, that would probably be enough for a team like the Padres, a team like the Reds, to be able to, to step forward. But that being said, Cardinals win today. If they win the next two against the Padres, if they sweep the Padres, and all of a sudden they've got a three-game lead in the in, for that second wild card, well, that gives them a little bit of wiggle room as they get set to play a lot of games against the Brewers. And you think about, especially that series against St. Louis in that final week of the year, at that point, the Brewers are really going to be in get ready for the postseason mode more than anything else, and uh, that's going to be it's going to be have, have a very different feeling between those two sides. So we'll see how it all plays out, right? That's uh, that's the fun in this that uh, we're late in the season; these games all matter, uh, and it, you know, even today for the Cubs, you don't think the Cubs wanted to beat the Brewers? You don't want you, you don't think the Cubs want to make the Brewers have to wait one more day to clinch the division? You don't think the Cubs? By the way. This was the 82nd loss for the Cubs today, so what the Brewers just did was assured the Cubs of a losing season. That has to make Brewers fans feel pretty good. The Cubs will have a losing season, and it was the Brewers who assured everybody of that by uh, getting the victory today.
That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. He'll join the program coming up in just a little bit as well. Brewers pick up a victory, a nice victory over the Cubs. They're all nice, right? Uh, 8-5 the final score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers get the win over the Cubs. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley at American Family Field, joined by Craig Kishon, who just wrapped up his TV work, makes the trek back up to the the press box, and he joins us after really an exciting... a game that the Brewers were not playing especially well. They didn't have the lead. Like a lot of things were going against them. But as we have seen so many times this year, I don't know if it's a, a switch that they're flipping, but they're able to get those big hits and come up with exciting finishes like this. Yeah, and I think we're seeing a lot more here in the month of September how good this team really is compared to everybody else in baseball. I mean, let's face it. You don't get 90 wins by accident. You don't get a get 90 wins given to you you earn it um and and we're seeing the depth of this team i mean these, these games are they're long uh offensively they're putting together some long at bats but if 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 things were any different i don't think this team has the record that they do right no. now i mean they have 37 come from behind wins and, and 10 from after they trailed after the seventh inning that's pretty impressive stuff right there and you know tonight Two down runner at first. They're still down five to three in that game. Two down runner at first. They're down five to three before they they put all that together in that eighth inning. Cubs coming in today, leading entering the eighth, fifty two and out. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I wouldn't have predicted that. No, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean that that to me was like wow. That's all right. Well, that makes this comeback even that much better. Let's go back to the phones. Mike was at the game. Hey, Mike, you're on WTMJ. Hey, thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, uh, uh, exciting win. The Brewers—they're really—they've uh, got—they've got the mojo. So I think that that can make up for some deficiencies they might have in some areas. But you guys were talking about the Cardinals earlier. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. The Cardinals don't matter because the Brewers are going to play the Braves in the first round and going to have home field advantage. And if the Cardinals end up making it to the NLCS. They'll have to get past the Giants or Dodgers. I try to play the Cardinals in the in the uh, championship series than the Dodgers or the uh, or the Giants. So I, I really wouldn't worry about the Cardinals. I think the, the thing that's going to be key for Milwaukee is going to be getting everybody healthy. Uh, Willie Adamas is a, is a crucial component, not just with a bat but with a glove. And when you play short, then you can put Urias at third and have Escobar at first. You know, you don't have to worry about Vogelbach. Or Talez at first, they're both uh, deficient. Escobar uh, as well, but that's uh, that's I think is what's really going to be the key for them: getting everybody healthy, getting Garcia healthy. Craig, does anybody have any info on on Adamas and his quad? How bad is it? Actually, he's doing very well. He was uh, running the bases pretty hard today before batting practice, and they're predicting right now that he will be back in action on Monday. They're not gonna they're not gonna push him 
this weekend yet, yeah. but Monday's the target date for him. Right. Yeah, you just always worry about re-injuring something like that. Right. And, and uh, He looked real strong today, I will say that. Okay, well, that's 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 crucial, because then, then you, you don't have to play uh, Escobar at third, and he's, he's not a very good infielder. Anyway, great game. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the playoffs are going to be pretty exciting. I, uh, yeah, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. I think the one issue I would take with what Mike just said, Rowdy Telez is a fantastic defensive first baseman. No, he is. Uh, I mean, nothing against anybody, but if I'm if I'm saying who's playing first, I mean, I I'd say defensively, Rowdy's better. Rowdy's better than Escobar at first. Yeah, Escobar's not a first baseman, right? I mean, that's that's easy to say right there. And he's been impressive. I mean, he DH'd a lot. He came over from Toronto. He didn't get a lot of chances over there. And I'm telling you right now, he's a big target, and and he's got his eye on the ball no matter where it is on the ground. And I mean, he does a great job. Yeah, he's over nimble there. too. And, I mean, yeah. and he makes the throw that Vogelback couldn't make right. today. Yep. He he's very good at that from first base, making that throw to second. You know, so that's one area that like I remember when Rowdy Tellez first got here, and we really didn't see him much at first base, and, and kind of the book on him was that he was an average defensive first baseman. That's, right. that's, that's what we kind of heard. But then you watch him play, and my goodness, he is he's fantastic. Yeah. He, he, is a, he is a very much an above-average uh, defensive first baseman. You'd like to see a little bit more from his bat. He was slumping there uh, prior to the injury. Uh, the, the Escobar defensive stuff, you, know, you, you put him in the lineup because of his bat. Whether you got him over at first base or you got him over at third base, he's in the lineup because of his bat. We have seen here recently on slow ground balls down the third base line that he's got to charge and play in front of him. That that seems to be an area that he's not fantastic at. Yeah, and that's um, for him in that situation there. Hamstring, was that what he was out with yeah. earlier? Um, and, and Willie's got the quad issue. So I always have to I always have to straighten that out because they're both on the left side. Um I would agree with you on that. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Look, everyone will tell you you're not 100 percent in September, but he was on the injured list um, not too long ago because of that. And and I, I'm not seeing the nimbleness. However, I didn't. I haven't followed his career. I don't. I don't right. know if that's how he plays defense. I I'm not. I can't. I yeah, can't I'm. Yeah, that, I guess you know. So um, I I personally I don't know if I I was talking to you about this uh, earlier, but I personally like. Rios, at th- I think third base is his strongest defensive spot on this team right now. I don't know for whatever reason it's it's shortstop. It's not his throws aren't as strong. His plays not as strong there. Yeah, I agree. He came up as a second baseman. Uh, he's not going to play second base for the Brewers, clearly. Clearly. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you about him at third. But to give him credit. That play he made today where he was charging and went home with it, that was a really nice play by, by Urias. It was. Yeah. I mean, you, you hope the throw's not in the dirt there. Uh, but, you know, it, it. I mean, he's he's good. He does a nice job. I, I, for whatever reason, you know, after they got Adamas and he played third base, I thought I thought he settled in there pretty nicely, to be honest with it, you. It's, it's a good problem to have for the Brewers where you've got a bunch of guys. He may be there next year. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Escobar's a free agent. I, I'm not sure they go after him again. Who knows at this point? 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll still hear from uh, Manager Craig Council. We'll hear from him from about 12.05. We'll go back through the game with the highlights at about 12.15. We're taking you till 12.30. This is Brewers. Brewers Extra Innings.
WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio. This is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Here it is. Hey, struck him out swinging. Manny can't find it. Picks it up. Throws in time to finally end the inning. That looked like a changeup in the dirt, and Bodie went after it. Mailey couldn't find it. He finally did. Picked it up and threw him out by no more than a step or two. 8-5 Brewers get the win over the Cubs. Take the first game of the series. First game of the final homestand of the year. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. Along with Craig Kishan from Valley Sports Wisconsin, I'm Matt Pauley. You want to join us? The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line available 855-616-1620. Doug texting in. Says, what a weapon Ashby has become out of the bullpen. He's their best middle reliever. ERA getting lower and lower. He is certainly living up to expectations now after that first start. Without uh, that start, this guy is about perfect. He has been absolutely spectacular. And, you know, I love the way the Brewers have handled him this year, including at the minor leagues in here, uh, taking their time, letting him get here. He had that first start that did not go so well. They sent him back down in the minor leagues. He was kind of toggling between being a starter and a reliever. They gave him the opportunity to be a reliever. He comes back here. He's more of a starter. Then he moves into more of this relief role. They're slowly turning him in to the more conventional reliever, get up, get down in the bullpen on the same day, things like all the things that relievers do all the time. They're going. They're, it's a real slow play with Ashby, and I think it has worked out perfectly. It, it has, and I wish that I had a you know been able to quickly research this, but it seems to me that either his last outing or the one before that, it was a very similar situation to what we saw here tonight. That he came in with the team down, uh, but not by much. And we we know what Strickland did when he came in in the fifth inning to pick up Hauser. He was kind of like the closer in the middle of the game, so he can bring in Ashby to start the inning fresh. I I wasn't sure we'd see him for three innings, but it turned out to be the case, so he ended up getting a win in this one. But he's become like a secret weapon when you're down. And what what do you think when you're the opponent now? We're we're up on this team, or how long is that going to last? Because this guy's going to come in here. We're not scoring anything off of him. He's going to pitch for three innings. And then if we have a weak bullpen, if you're the opponent, Brewer bats are going to work. The patient at bats and what we saw tonight. You're thinking about two games. His, his last outing was in Cleveland, and that's where they had a big lead, and he threw the final three innings and got the save. That's right. But the one before that was against Philly, and that's when the Brewers won 4-3. They scored a run in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, that was the Freddie Peralta game where he didn't get out of the fourth inning, and then they brought him back for the fourth and just got him to the 80 pitches and got him out of there. He was up in the third inning Ashby was warming and then they sat him down and then they allowed Suter to get that final out in the fourth and brought Ashby back in the fifth inning and he, and he came in and all those are just kind of the experiences that you want to see from a relief pitcher yeah I think that's a really good point they are the experiences the only way you get better is to experience you know these real life moments up here in in different scenarios as well and you know he had a rude awakening to the majors in his in his first start and to be able to to bounce back and to buy into you know basically pitching in a system that's what he's doing right now with this organization that's what a lot of these guys have done 
in coming up in, in the same route that he's been able to take. I mentioned these numbers at the top of the show, but in case anybody's joined us since then, I'll throw these at you. The Brewers are now 14-4 and four against the Cubs this year, and they have won 10 straight games against the Cubs. It is only the second time in Brewers franchise history where they have defeated a single team a double-digit amount of times. It's um, I wasn't here for the years where the Cubs were really good and the Brewers were really bad, but i got to think some of these dominating numbers that the Brewers have against the Cubs – I doubt that the Cubs had those kind of numbers against the Brewers. No, I, I don't think they did either. Um, but, you know, tables have turned, and and thank goodness we're witnessing, witnessing something really positive right here now for, you know, what the Brewers have been able to put together. I mean, this is this is a really good team, and they've, you know, really, I was talking to Vinny about this uh, towards the end of our TV show. The, the one maybe hiccup, if you looked at um, – how they played against certain sections of either teams or the league or whatever has been interleague play. Yeah, and the bottom of the AL Central. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's been it's been uninspiring for whatever reason. I'm glad it's over with, mm-hmm. and I'm <laughs> but, glad those teams are the bad teams that but, you don't yeah, see. But again. it's also hard to explain too, yeah. you know. So it, it's almost like how successful they are on the road. You can't explain that. They've done pretty well here at home. Let's face it. But I mean, they're they're going to set standards. As far as they're going to get 50 wins or more before this is over with on the road. We will hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That comes up after the news. The news begins in two minutes here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Oh, he had a hanger to hit, dropped it in the shallow right. It's dropping for a base hit. Here's Arias trying to score. He is in there and to third. The pinch runner move for Craig Council is right on target. Brewers get the win. They knock off the Cubs in come-from-behind fashion, 8-5 the final score. A lot of talk about Aaron Ashby on this program. Three innings, three hits, five strikeouts, no walks. He picks up the win. He is now 3-0 and with a 2.77 ERA in his very young Major League career. His performance, the topic of conversation, as manager Craig Council opened up his postgame thoughts just a little while ago. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, the game was flipped by Aaron Ashby, really, about how he, and Strickland, um, about how, how those guys pitched. Um, those guys, you know, Strickland came in and kind of shut down an inning. Um, and then Ashby was, was, was brilliant again for three innings. So I thought those, those are the guys that, um, you know, just did it, put put zeros on the board and, and let us um, let the offense, you know, just just kind of grind through the next four innings. And eventually some some good happened. Craig, you Craig, you guys have won so many games that way. too. you, you know, you you're when you get in a bullpen game, your bullpen usually wins, don't they? Well, I mean, you know, our, our, we got a good bullpen, I think, Um you know, and obviously Aaron's been an addition to it. That's that's been really meaningful. So um, they 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 put up zeros, and that's that's given the offense. They didn't allow the Cubs any tack on runs, and that's that's keeping us close. And um, you know, we we had you know an inning that we've had a bunch this year in the in the eighth where we just you know there's guys just keep getting on base, and we string together a bunch of good at bats. Craig, how many times have you seen Lorenzo Cain hit a ball just like that in BP? 
That's his spot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, that's if that's his favorite hit. Uh, you know, if, you know, he's one of the few guys that his favorite hit is dumping a little ball over the second baseman's head. Um, that that'll put a smile on his face like no other hit. Baseball, Whitaker, Craig. The first two times he smoked the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was not smiling then. No, no, no. I, and and uh, it, that's that's how it works. But. Uh, like, you know, it's it's putting the ball in play, um, and then eventually getting rewarded. Did you think Hauser pitched a little better than maybe the numbers show? Craig, he had some soft contact and an error by Escobar that hurt him. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you know the the there wasn't a lot of crisply hit balls. Um, you know, we we didn't play great defense that inning. Um, you know, but I mean, I think you know it, it just. At the same time, um, you know, as much as you can, you got to, you know, like a couple weak hits, you got to try to keep it, keep it in check, you know, and, um, you know, it's one of, it was one of those innings where hard to say anything really bad happened. If you made any really bad pitches, you know, the leadoff walk, you know, it would be, you know, some maybe he wanted back, but um, they, they did a nice job just kind of putting the ball in a good spot. Um, and the leadoff, the leadoff homer to Schwindel. I thought was, or uh, yeah, Dishwindell was, you know, that was probably a pitch you'd want back, but um, it was a lot of soft contact and they ran up his pitch down pretty good. Craig, just going back to low, I mean, to have a, a hitter like that with his kind of experience and that skill set in, in that spot in the lineup, I mean, how valuable is that, you know, at this time of year and, and moving forward? Yeah, I mean, there's no moment, you know, the, the bigger the moment, you know, I think the better low is going to be. Um, and that's that's a trait that he's had and it's from his experience in um lots and lots of big games um so you do it's you know when he when he spots coming up in, in those rbi situations and it's we, we've you know our lineup i feel like is very balanced and and even you know we're not kind of top heavy it's it and that's why i think that's given lorenzo a lot of rbi opportunities down there um and so guys did a nice job uh Getting, Weicho did a nice job getting on for him and um, gave him that RBI opportunity. Craig, as great as Wong has been defensively for you, it seems like also when he has a big offensive night, you guys have a big offensive night. He he triggers your offense so much, either starting rallies or capping. Well, the leadoff hitter is, you know, that that's kind of the impact of the leadoff hitter. He, he's going to get probably one more shot than everybody else at, at you know, he's going to lead your team in at bats every night. He's going to lead your team in at bats every night. And um, he's got one more opportunity and that's why it's an important spot. And that's why you want one of your better hitters in that spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, him on base, I think starts the whole thing. It's, you know, that's, that's a common baseball cliche, but it's, it, it's so true because he's setting up um, the rest of your lineup and he's, but he's, he's, had more than just a kind of a leadoff hitter's year to me. It's been an impact. Really, you're right. It's been impactful, big hits, um, power. Um, and tonight he just, I thought, you know, he, he just had a great night tonight. So every at bat, just tough at bats all night tonight. Tonight, what Ashby did tonight is kind of what he's been doing, what he's been doing the last few weeks. What, what's been working for him since he came back here? Why has he been pitching as well as he has? What's been the spark for him? It, it's no secret. Aaron's got great stuff. I mean, he's got 
top top line stuff. Um, and so he, you know, he he Aaron had one bad outing in the big leagues. That's he just had a bad outing. Um, uh, he, he just like everybody else has had. Um, and he he just that outing he just didn't throw strikes. There was he was it was his big league debut. There was probably some nerves and, and things went a little haywire on him and he put it, he put it behind him. And I think we've seen the picture that uh, we, we think Aaron can be the rest of the time. So it's, he's just being himself. He's not doing anything. He's doing what he's capable of and pounding the strike zone with, with three plus pitches. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. I uh, got a uh, tweet coming came in from at uh, Trace underscore B. Uh, asking about the playoff roster a little bit. It's still kind of early. We talked about it a bit yesterday on Brewers uh, Weekly, and, and we'll discuss uh, more. As far as changes from where it's at right now, the, the team has to get healthy. Willie Adams on the playoff roster, Tyrone Taylor on the playoff roster, who who kind of loses a spot there? What starting pitchers get moved to the bullpen? Does Brett Anderson make the team? If he makes the team, he's probably a starter. He's not somebody you probably put in the bullpen. So there's still a lot of questions to get figured out. And then another question we get a lot about, uh, JBJ, does he have a spot on the playoff roster? I still think he does, uh, but not because of what he's doing at the plate. He's obviously really struggled offensively this year, but he's somebody that you need a, you need a pinch runner. You need somebody to go play out in the outfield when uh, you're up by one run in the ninth inning. He still brings value in those areas. It, based off what he's done in the season, there's not a lot of value there in terms of what he's going to do at the plate, but it doesn't stop there. There's value in other areas. And who knows, maybe maybe this end of the season and the reset of numbers might result in him kind of getting things going once again. You can't expect that, but he still can contribute and impact this team from a very positive way. So that's what I would say. I would expect JBJ to be on the playoff roster. 8-5, Brewers get the win over the Cubs. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. An 8-5 win for the Brewers over the Cubs. Pitching matchup. Adrian Hauser going for the crew. Zach Davies, a former Brewer, getting the start for the Cubs. Davies was really good, in fact. He would not uh, give up a hit through the first three innings. Hauser would give up uh, a couple hits, and then in the fourth inning, things went uh, a little bit haywire for him. Ian Happ leads the top of the fourth inning off with a walk, and then Patrick Wisdom gets a one-out base hit. So runners on at the corners for Alfonso Rivas. Swing a bouncer through the right side. It's got eyes, and the Cubs are going to have the lead. It's one nothing Chicago. Going from first to third is Wisdom. And Alfonso Rivas hit it on the ground, but in the hole between first and second. And it brings up Matt Dunphy. A one-pitch runner takes off a swing and a bouncer hit to third. Escobar bobbles, and the Cubs are going to get another run. They had it out at home, but Escobar, in his haste to come and charge that ground ball, do-or-die type of play, and it was in and out of his glove. Wisdom scores. They rule an air on Escobar. The inning continues. Next hitter, Sergio Alcantara. Swing and a busted bat liner to right. That's going to get down. Peterson charges. They're going to send the runner. The throw is going to go to third. It goes all the way through, and it hits the runner. That is Buzzard's luck for the Brewers. All night long for Adrian Hauser. 
Yeah, and then there was a wild pitch which would score Matt Duffy. So the Cubs put up a four-run top of the fourth inning, and they have a 4 nothing lead. However, the Brewers would get most of that back in the bottom of the fourth inning. The inning gets started with Colton Wong doubling. Then Eduardo Escobar gets a base hit. So runners on at first and third for Christian Yelich. Swing and a looping liner. That's a base hit for Yelich. Brewers are on the board. As Yelich drives home Colton Wong, it's 4-1. to Omar Nervaez then walks. That loads up the bases for Luis Urias. Swing and a blooper. Shallow left. Down base hit. One run is in. Yelich coming home. He scores. It's a one-run game. 4-3 as the game goes to the fifth inning. The Cubs answer one of those runs back thanks to Frank Schwindel. Hauser kicks and deals again. Swinging and a drive to left. Deep warning track. Yelich leaping and this one is gone. And Schwindel has homered for the 14th time this year. After a walk to Ian Happ, the day is over for Adrian Hauser. Hunter Strickland then comes in. He gets out of the inning. It remains a 5-3 game. The Brewers get that run back in the bottom of the fifth inning. Luke Maley gets the inning started as a pinch hitter. He gets a base hit. Then Colton Wong singles. Runners on at first and second with one out. Christian Yelich walks. That loads the bases. That ends the day for Zach Davies. Uh, eventually, there would be a bases-loaded walk to Luis Urias to score Luke Maley. The Brewers get one run, but the Cubs do a nice job of mostly getting out of the inning. Just the uh, one-run scoring, they leave them loaded, and it is a 5-4 game. It would stay that way for a while. Uh, Aaron Ashby would come in to pitch for the Brewers starting in the sixth inning. He was really good. He kept the uh, Cubs down, and uh, then he would uh, get into just a little bit of trouble in the eighth inning as uh, that inning has a one-out hit from Matt Duffy. He steals second where there's a throwing error by Dan Vogelback that allows uh, Duffy to uh, continue on. So you're in a situation there now where uh, you, the Cubs are making a little bit of noise. But, uh, again, he would work out of a tough spot, uh, Ashby Wood, as uh, he would face off against Alcantara. And uh, at that point, he would be able to get the – let's check this real quick. Uh, he would get a strikeout. That would be the second out of the inning. And then he'd face off against David Bodie. Here it is. Struck him out swinging. Manny can't find it. Picks it up. Throws in time to finally end the inning. That looked like a changeup in the dirt, and Bodie went after it. Manny couldn't find it. He finally did. Picked it up and threw him out by no more than a step or two. Yeah, so that keeps it a 5-4 game going to the bottom of the eighth inning, and this is where the Brewers start making a little bit of noise. New pitcher into the game for the Cubs is Rowan Wick. A first battery faces Jackie Bradley Jr. comes up as a pinch hitter. He strikes out, but then Luis Urias gets a base hit, then a strikeout to uh, Jace Peterson. So quickly, two outs in the inning, but a walk to Daniel Vogelback. Runners on at first and second. Pablo Reyes then comes on as a pinch runner, replacing Vogelback at first, and it brings up Lorenzo Cain. Oh, he had a hanger to hit, dropped it in the shallow right. It's dropping for a base hit. Here's Urias trying to score. He is in there and to third. Whoa, on a bang-bang play goes Pablo Reyes. So the pinch runner move 
for Craig Council is right on target. They actually go to replay just to make sure that Reyes was in at third. It was a bang-bang play. Reyes just barely got there in front of the tag. Had he been a split second slower, not clear if the run would have scored in time. Don't know what would have happened first, the tag being applied or the run scoring. Reyes probably would have been smart to stay at second, but it all ends up uh, working out okay. So Reyes is at third. Lorenzo Cain ends up stealing second. Then Luke Maley walks, so the bases are loaded, and uh, Colton Wong has himself one hack of an at-bat. Here it is. Line to right center. It's a base hit. Two runs are going to score. Reyes and Cain are in. Colton Wong delivers a two-run single in the right center. That would end the day for Wick. Dylan Maples would come in. He would throw a wild pitch, and when we talk about wild, this one was wild. Luke Maley would score. The Brewers put up four runs in the eighth inning, and they take an 8-5 lead. Josh Hader comes in to close it out in the top of the ninth inning. First battery faces Rafael Ortega. He gets a base hit, but then Frank Schwindel lines out. Uh, Rafael Ortega takes off from first, moves to second on what is ruled uh, defensive uh, indifference. So then, then uh, with two outs, it is uh, Ian Happ at the. Excuse me, uh, with two outs in the uh, with one out of the inning, Ian Happ uh, ends up flying out. So uh, two outs uh, for the Cubs in the ninth inning. It is Josh Hader on the mound, and uh, he is facing off against Wilson Contreras. Here it is. Hey, struck him out swinging, and this one is over. Josh Hader. Another Accident Morgan's rock-solid strikeout and gets the Cub catcher to end it. Yeah, Brewers get the win, 8-5 with the victory. They go to 90-57, and while the Cubs, they drop to 66-82. and The Cubs are assured of a losing season. The Brewers, eight runs, nine hits, two airs. They leave eight for the Cubs, five runs, 11 hits, no errors, and they leave a winning pitcher, Aaron Ashby. He goes to 3-0. and The loss is charged to Wick. He's 0-1. Hater, 30-second save. Uh, home run in the game, just one of them. It was off the bat of Schwindel, his 14th. The game lasting three hours and 45 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 28,483 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers get the win over the Cubs. Once again, 8-5 the final score. When we come back, we'll uh, get you set for game two of this series. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ after the Brewers get an 8-5 victory over the Cubs in Game 1 of a three-game series. Final homestand of the year for the Brewers. Incredible to uh, say that. And uh, they hand the Cubs a loss today that assures the Cubs of a losing season. The Cubs are 66-82 and with this loss. Mike in Colorado texting in. Said, Matt, I'm not sure about JBJ making it on the playoff roster, although you bring up some good reasons to do so. I'm also anxious to see how Tyrone Taylor does when he comes back. So good news on Taylor. He is playing in games at AAA Nashville as he's on a rehab assignment. Uh, let me, let me, because there's a lot of people out there that don't think that JBJ should be on the playoff roster. Let me try to, like, change your thought process on this just a little bit. Nobody ever gets upset when... A team's got a really fast guy 
who's on the playoff roster simply as a base runner. It happens in the postseason all the time. It happens over and over. You got you have a guy on the roster who literally his only job is to be a pinch runner, uh, and, and that happens. And nobody ever gets upset about that, or if they do, there's very few people who get upset. I'm not saying JBJ makes the playoff roster as somebody who's going to get a whole lot of at-bats, but he brings value as a base runner, and he brings value as uh, a defensive outfielder. To me, it's a really easy decision to have him on the roster because he can do those things. There are going to be people that get upset about him being potentially on the playoff roster simply because of what he's done at the plate this year, and to me, that is a complete non-factor. What he does at the plate has absolutely nothing to do with why I put him on the playoff roster. It's all about having another guy on the bench who gives you good speed and a guy who you can get elite defense from, which you can use those things in tight games in the postseason. Let's look around baseball, specifically the National League, and what went down today and how that impacts playoff races. Cardinals beat the Padres by an 8-2 score. Tyler O'Neill goes deep. Dylan Carlson, it's two home runs, one of which was a grand slam. The Reds beat the Dodgers 3-1. That is notable. The Phillies over the Mets 4-3, and the Giants walk off the Braves 6-5. So here's where things sit in divisional races. The Brewers have a 12-and-a-half game lead on the Cardinals. In the National League East, the Braves lead over the Phillies. It is now down to two games. And in the National League West, the Giants uh, grow their lead over the Dodgers to two games. So good races in the National League East and the National League West. More stakes in the East because, in all likelihood, the second-place team in the East will not be a playoff team, where in the West the second-place team will be the top wild-card team. Speaking of the wild-card race, that second wild-card continues to be held by the St. Louis Cardinals. They now have a one-game lead on the Cincinnati Reds. They're one-and-a-half games up on the Padres, and they're two-and-a-half games up on the Philadelphia Phillies. So that's where things sit here at the moment. And if the Cardinals were to, say, sweep the Padres which that would be tough to do, but if they were to sweep the Padres, all of a sudden you could be talking about the Cardinals uh, getting set for a series against the Brewers where they have a little bit of cushion for that second wild card spot. Brewers and Cubs play game two of this three-game series coming up tomorrow evening here at American Family Field. It's going to be uh, Corbin Burns, I guess technically tonight since we're past 12 o'clock, but you get the idea. Corbin Burns on the mound for the Brewers. Right-hander, 10-4, and 2.25 ERA. Uh, it's going to be Justin Steele who's going to get the start for the Cubs. He's 3-3 three and three with a 4.17 ERA. A 6.15 first pitch, a little bit of a different time because of national TV, so that means uh, coverage will begin at 540 and I certainly look forward to talking to you after the game for Brewers X Trainings here on WTMJ.